Okay, okay, everybody. Okay, quiet, everyone. Quiet, quiet. Grab your glasses. Pop your corks. The show is about to start. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Halloween. <laughs> oh, welcome to the Flask at Hand. Welcome, brother. <laughs> the podcast that uh, starts with whiskey and Witches. ends with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulkamania, brother. <laughs> uh, we are your hosts, Aaron, Lindsay, and, and Jake. Jake. And as I normally <laughs> I do, your name for a minute. Uh, I will introduce us to those of you. Who don't know, know us. us. Aaron claims to have the spirit of the infamous skyjacker D.B. Cooper living oh, inside his body. I love that story. He says Jay he Cooper. knows where the money is. He's willing to take any single 20-something girls to the exact <laughs> spot in the woods <laughs> where he left it after his harrowing cold November jump from that Boeing 727 back in 1971. My question is, how many takers? Have you amassed a group of young women? To travel into the <laughs> woods with you to find your lost money? Oh, I have. <laughs> I have. Yeah? And I can't, uh, I can't tell you the number. <laughs> and they were all willing? <laughs> yes. Most. Most of them. <laughs> Is that a percentage? It's or? not a consent. <laughs> Uh-oh. Lindsay is an underpaid clerk that works for a cold-hearted miser who despises Christmas. Single deer. Once she asked for Christmas Day off to spend time with her family and crippled sick son, uh, the miser <laughs> denied this request and threatened to dock her already menial pay. How do you feel about this employer, Lindsay? Piece of fucking shit. <laughs> Scrooge. It's not how the story goes. Oh, okay. God. Right. I mean, <laughs> how do I feel about him? Yeah. Please, sir. No, you feel sorry for him. Oh. And you still wish him well, even though he's... Oh. A terrible monster. Do you not know the story? Scrooge? <laughs> yes. And I hate Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck? Yes. He, sh- he should have a couple of ghosts visit him and sleep. And I am Jake, your friendly neighborhood OSRV captain. <laughs> oh, shit. Recreational vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, got a pretty great mustache right now. Thank you. you. Guys. It's, it's yeah. very dirty. Quite the caterpillar. I had to shave my beard off to do a respirator fitment for this job, and... Uh, I kept the mustache. So tonight is our Halloween special episode. And (laughs) yeah, it's going to be good. It's It's going to be good. Uh, We are going to talk about phantoms. Yes. Yeah. Phantoms. And not so much in the ghostly way, although I do have some questions before we get started with the topic about ghosts. Oh, good. But um, we're going to talk about phantom limbs, phantom pain, and uh, phantom vision. And all the other phantom things yeah. that you never knew were phantoms before. Right. It's actually some really cool stuff. I'm glad we decided to do it because I ran into stuff that I didn't even think existed, and I it's pretty rad. We probably could have covered six episodes with phantoms. Probably, but we're not going to do that. Okay. We'll do one. We'll circle yeah. back around. We'll do one. Yeah. Welcome to the <laughs> Phantom at Hand, the <laughs> podcast that starts with phantoms and ends with phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, one thing I'd like to say before we get started is please go to iTunes and give us a, a rate and review. It really helps, and we really would appreciate that. Um, if you're new to the show, our platform basically is we have a whiskey that we taste, review, and rate. And then after the whiskey, we dive into a topic, usually um, scientific or history-based. Historicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if you're listening with kids and they get in trouble at school for swearing, it's your fault. Yes. yes. You're oh, a yeah. bad parent. <laughs> but yeah, so we do have whiskey tonight, and that whiskey is... None other than Duck Swenson's Alter Ego. Ah. Or Alter... 
Arturigo. Arturigo. Yeah, roll the R. Yes. Jake it Doc Swenson's Arturigo. Uh, bourbon. Straight bourbon whiskey. And it is the triple cask, which means it's aged in three different oak barrels. Uh, one being, I assume, the regular white oak bourbon barrel, and then a sherry cask and a cognac cask. And for those of you who don't know what casks are, uh, we don't either. No, I'm just kidding. They're barrels. Casks They're are barrels. Wooden barrels. <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting uh, bottle. It is 47.9%, so it's not uh, too shabby on the, for the faint of heart. ABV. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's going to be really good. It's in kind of a wine bottle. It looks like a wine bottle. When you Shape. got here and had mm-hmm. it in your arms, I thought it was a and The a color of bottle. it is pretty whiny, too. And I also, uh, so Aaron is wearing a Hulkamania, brother. But awesome costume, man. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Really pull it off, dude. (laughs) I mean, you do. (laughs) You do. And Jake is going to be? Oh, I am uh, Wesley, or the Dread Pirate Roberts from The Princess Bride. And he's in costume tonight? Yes. (laughs) I am. (laughs) <laughs> it's a Halloween episode. I thought <laughs> we We show up. We figured the, you would. We're all in costume, but the kids, the two kids that live in the house, are not. Yeah. <laughs> and the Lindsay has an awesome dress with skulls on it's it. It's a skull dress. Yeah. 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 Very misfit. I don't yeah. have very a, misfit. Um, That's the first yeah. thing I yeah. thought of. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be my concert dress. Yeah. Okay. So the whiskey. Let's uh, do it. Let's do it. Yeah. You almost did the a premature cork pop. It happens. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> And sometimes to the worst. Oh, <laughs> we've got underneath the the foil. Oh, there's writing on we've the cork. Got, it says dock on the. There's a wooden top, and then underneath there's a cork in the bottle. It says dock. So, okay. anybody want to do the cork pop? Go for it. You Go got the it? bottle. Yeah. Hey. Ooh, all right. That's a lollipop pop. That was a loud one. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Which you woman? woman, see how high she flies. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hold your finger up when you go up like that. Like, I don't know why. Only you can only go up that high if you point towards the sky and wiggle your it's finger true. up. It's true. It's the only way. It's true. Uh, <laughs> nose. Let's nose. nose. It. Okay. Let's put this up our nose. And by nose, we mean we're going to smell the whiskey oh. and. See okay. what we can get out of it. Ooh. Smells like dessert. Oh, that smells good. Ooh, cream puff. Ooh, it is fairly grassy. I mean, there's grassy. a little bit of rye. The rye is coming through, and it's not a rye whiskey, but all bourbon yeah. is made with some percentage of rye. Definitely can but smell s- it in this one. It smells absolutely phenomenal. Maybe majestic, even. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Mysterious. I'd say. Bewitching. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, it is sweet. Oh, what is that? It is sweet. Pipe pipe tobacco, maybe? Oh, yeah. Definitely tobacco, for sure. A little bit of leather. Oh, yeah. Fruit, but it's underneath. Yeah. The fruit's suppressed under the, the leather is. and the tobacco and the, the cream puff. Orange? Like an orange peel? Yeah. It, if you if you put your nose above the glass a little bit and just barely, barely smell, there's definitely that orange, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. orange peel in there. This smells incredible. Do you guys agree? I, do. I can't wait I to do. drink this. I am excited right. to do that. Oh, we that. got a toast. Hang on. Life is the game that must be played. This truth, at least, good friends, we know. So live and laugh, nor be dismayed, as one by one the phantoms go. Ooh. <laughs> Very nice. I like it. Not as sweet. Ooh, spicy. As I was spicy. expecting. Very spicy. Mm-hmm. And more like a Whoa. chocolatey. Chocolatey. Dark chocolate. Like dark chocolate. Yes. Dessert. It's very desserty. That's a dessert mm. whiskey. Ooh, that's spicy. Yeah. It is. Ooh. Very spicy. Ooh, on the tingle on the tip yeah. of the tongue. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's mm. a tingle cinnamon? somewhere. It cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon. Yeah, for sure. Mm. The sherry's not coming through as Mm-mm. much as I thought it would. Because usually when you get like a sherry uh, sherry scotch, it's really sweet. And you really, right. really, really taste that sweet sherry it's wine. Not like, it's not, it doesn't taste sweet. But man, it's just, it's almost the perfect amount of sweet and spicy. Yeah, mm. it's very. That is an alter ego. That's a good name for it, actually. Yeah, that's really evenly. Almost balanced. has like a um, yeah. It's very balanced, like a dark chocolate oh. blackberry. Taste that at all on the back? Oh in my the back god, of your throat? that is really good. That is good. I like. That is good. It's different. This is it not is very. Different. This doesn't really I, taste like bourbon to me. Does it taste like? Does it taste like bourbon? 
kind of has that that spice or burn like a bourbon. It definitely has a bourbon smell, but way more in the in the nose than in the yeah. taste. But it's much it's, sweeter smell. It's on a level of its own, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an alter ego for you. Alterigo, 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 alterigo. Doc Swinson's alter ego. Doc, you've done I like it again. the name. Well, what do you guys give the old Doc Swinsons? Yeah, Doc Swinsons. I'm gonna take one more little. Yeah, nip I'd say here. Let, it, let it sit a little bit because it is changing flavor profiles a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, boy, I don't know. That's that's uh, a tough a, one. It's in a Sounds league of its like, own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seventy-one. Yeah, okay. seventy-one. That's a good. Yeah. yeah. I think on a scale of hmm. Roddy Ronnie Piper. Yeah, Roddy Roddy <laughs> Piper. He's I mean he's still up there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, on a famous level, he's down here compared to Hulk Hogan. So we'll go on a scale of that to Hulk Hogan. Nice. Give it a Randy Savage. A Randy Savage. Hey, yeah. that's not bad. That's yeah. actually pretty yeah. damn Stop good. Stop and do a slip jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite wrestler is Mankind, though. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mankind's really fun to watch. He's yeah. a good actor. Or Hacksaw Jim Dugan. I don't don't think no. I've seen that one. Hacksaw Jim Dugan? Mm. <laughs> I actually never really. The Undertale? I never yeah. really. There was, <laughs> I was really. There was, like a, there was like a couple years, though, where me and my friends would watch the pay-per-view yeah. WWF. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, or WCW. And what's the ECW? We watched a little bit of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, which I had was. friends who did, and I'd sit there playing video games while they did yeah. that. Right. We're playing like Star scary. Fox and. Yes, Star yeah. Fox. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Banjo and Kazooie. Yeah. <laughs> what was the, the Mario uh, on. Dating a, ourselves. On a Nintendo 64. Mario World? Yeah, Mario yeah, World. Yeah. Mario World. That was like the first like 3D almost uh, openish world game that there ever yeah. was. That that was a new life yeah. for me. Yeah. As that opened up. Yeah, N64 is probably one of my favorite systems. Did you guys ever play anything on Sega Dreamcast? Oh, oh man. Yes. Sega Dreamcast, yeah. man. That was the I can't system. Think of the yeah. game that I played I on there Dreamcast. Yeah, I played a lot of, of uh, there's a fighting game called Soul Calibur. Soul Ooh. Calibur. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> game. Anyway, nice. Lindsay, your scale. Did you just do a, a different scale? I think he just I did, did my scale. <laughs> he did. So. It took you that long I to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with a 77. <laughs> 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 All right. We should roll soon. As compared to my others. Awesome. I think that's pretty good. Awesome. That's, that's up there. Yeah. Um, let's get into the topic let's of Phantoms. Phantoms. So wait. Before we go too far, mm-hmm. do we all know what phantoms are? Not to be confused with fathom. <laughs> right, which is a measurement. <laughs> I had a yeah. friend say, I can't even phantom what it must be like <laughs> <laughs> for that person. Is this the same one that, that, <laughs> that does the sequence I, I and the sequence? sequence? I wish it was. It's actually a different friend, but it cracked me up almost even more than the sequence because to fan, I can't even phantom. <laughs> <laughs> I work on boats too. When I go to work <laughs> next week, I'm gonna be like, "How many phantoms is that?" <laughs> yeah, make that about six phantoms, would you? <laughs> oh just God. walk away. So yeah. of course, uh, to fathom something is to understand something. A phantom completely different. We're just gonna make that right now, nice and clear. In case um, you didn't know. Yeah, in case you didn't know. So first, I sure hope you do. Use of phantom was something having the form, but not the substance of a real thing. And that's from back in 1707 that we started coming up with the word phantom, meaning something that kind of had form, but not really, maybe it was a real thing. Who knows? So as a noun, it's an apparition or a ghost. Apparition? Apparition, sorry. Mm-hmm. An apparition or a ghost. A figment of the imagination. It could be an appearance or illusion without any material substance, like a dream image or a mirage or some type of illusion. Uh, a person or thing that's merely has illusory power or status. Illusory. Illusory. Yeah. Not not <laughs> illusory. <laughs> Just so those of you that <laughs> may have misheard. Illusory. illusory is an illusion. I heard illusory. A lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> and phantoms, as it's used in imaging, they're uh, useful scientific devices, like in biomedical research. Um, I use them in MRI. We put like a phantom on the table to pretend it's a person's head. It's uh, used for like stand-ins for human tissue. So there's a lot of different meanings of phantom well i came across something that was quite interesting and it's uh it's called phantom vision syndrome uh, also known as charles bonnet syndrome basically blind people sometimes see ghostly figures or fantastic lights and colors and things like that but it's really interesting because you think 
these blind people are saying, I saw a ghost or I saw right. a person or I saw this thing, but they can't but see anything. Weird. So what it is is it's a condition that causes a vivid complex recurring, not reoccurring, recurring <laughs> visual hallucinations, um, usually in older adults, but not always in older adults. And uh, so basically, we'll, let's start with the visual cortex, the part of our brain that processes uh, visual information, receives sensory input from our eyes to the brain, and the brain says, you know, that's what, that's what you're the seeing. Optic chiasm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when a person starts to lose their sight, their brain doesn't receive as much information as it would if you had sight or eyes that worked well. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it uh, responds by filling that space up with its own stuff. Just like we talked about in the last episode with when you're in the um, chamber, the and yeah, like the anechoic chamber. Yeah. Since, since you can't hear anything, your brain starts to fill yeah. everything else up. That's right. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. So, it, hmm. yeah, that's I guess synchro- that'd be... That's a synchronicity. It is a synchronicity. Simulation. Um, and the brain usually makes things up with something that's already in there, some stored information. But it's sending... Since it's not receiving signals from the eye, it's making up its own signals. Therefore, people that have a hard time seeing, there's a couple different um, conditions that this happens to. But um, it just makes it up. It makes it up. So, so up, is this all people? Is this people that have never been able to see, or that they at one time like could see and now they've lost their blind. sight? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Okay. Most of this is people that have lost their okay. sight and okay. they could so they see it before. Yeah, so they have an imagination of what it actually looks like. If they're right. born without sight, they might be like, I can only imagine. What this it. may not happen if you're born blind. Okay. Right. Um, but anyway, it's called phantom vision syndrome or Charles Bonnet syndrome, as I said. And so Charles Bonnet. Bonnet um, was an 18th century Swiss naturalist and philosopher who first saw that his grandfather with cataracts in both eyes was suffering from vivid hallucinations and reported seeing ghosts hmm. uh, a lot, uh, d- despite being sound of mind. So that's another thing that is uh, important to bring up is that these aren't crazy people. These are people that are completely sound of mind, but that have lost their sight yeah. in one way or the other. Some of the conditions include uh, macular degeneration, Mm -hmm. diabetic retinopathy, Mm -hmm. and uh, glaucoma. So those are some of the few that experience this this syndrome. But the interesting thing is people that have have to have both eyes removed experience it too. So those three conditions that I just mentioned, they still have some sort of sight. Um, okay. But even people that are completely blind—that's a true phantom. True phantom, and they even, don't even have they, eyes. They even say um, that these images that the brain is basically showing you, even though you can't yeah. see outwardly, they they um, say um, these images are experienced as phantoms, ghosts, or and other hallucinations. Whoa. Holy Weird. shit! Yeah. Um, a little bit more about Charles Bonnet. This might fit into something you're talking about later. I don't know. Okay. It, was, it was just uh, kind of interesting that this popped up. Cool. It, it might not. So this guy is responsible for coining the <laughs> term. Uh, <laughs> we know uh, what that means now. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Philotaxis. Philotaxis. I'm not sure how to say gotta that. File your taxes. But you gotta yeah. file you those taxes. <laughs> Important. Uh, <laughs> but that's to describe the arrangement He's of. The one that came up with filing your taxes? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with file genius. Your taxes. Charles Bonet, who would have guessed? Don't yeah. Really uh, phoned us this guy's from yeah, a long time ago, a too. He's born in 1720. So this is uh, <laughs> back in the day. But yeah, he coined the term uh, phylotaxis or philotaxis or something along those lines. <laughs> and that describes the arrangement of leaves on a plant. So oh, I know you're going to kind of talk about kind yeah. of, kind of sure, uh, some sure, leaf sure. stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but he was the first to notice parthenogenetic reproduction in aphids and establish that insects respired through their spiracles. What? Yeah. Spiracles. They have spiracles? Apparently. What's a <laughs> Just spir- to what's figure a out that they I have spiracles. <laughs> Do you know what a spiracle is? Huh, oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, you knew. Like, oh, shit, they have spiracles? That's a cool word. It's like a miracle sphere. Respired through their <laughs> spiracles. So somebody look that shit up, please. Oh, that reminds me before I forget. Okay, this doesn't have anything to do with the podcast, but (laughs) just to throw it in there because it said aphids. We saw something recently where they're proving that comets are um, able to bring viruses and bacteria from the cosmos 
and like millions of them are dropping from the sky all the time and and small Mm -hmm. uh comets i almost forgot what i just said um one of them that they found uh was where aphids it went into aphids and it made it to where they can have a genetic effect and just create wings if they need them the aphids can just grow wings because of a virus that dropped from the comet yeah so spherical it's an external respiratory opening especially each of a number of pores on the body of an insect or each of a pair of vestigial vestigial vestibules testicles (laughs) vestigial gills slits behind the eye of a i hate that word cartilaginous fish so they can breathe out of their skin kind of basically their pores it's a respiratory opening interesting external okay there you go so like a fish yeah Spiracles. Spiracles. Oh, like gills almost. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. He was also among the first to use the term evolution in a biological context. So him to and the evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little Pearl Jam in there. Him and I never really did like that song. Oh, yeah. It's not the best. Him and um, what's the guy? Uh, you know, evolution guy. Oh, uh, Charles Barkley. Charles, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Charles Barkley. Charles Manson. Charles Darwin. Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. Darwin, that's right. Charles Darwin. Um, Dickens, Barkley. Darwin, that's it. But this guy was also deaf from an early age. So, like, it's, I think about this when we do this research on, like, these people from back in the day that have done all of this, that have given all this, you know, done all this science and figured all these things out that this guy was fucking deaf. And he's just a badass, dude. He's just coining terms and talking about spiracles, and uh, he's deaf. But anyway, interesting fellow. And this this is named after him because of his grandfather and how he figured out that this is what was happening. So um, another guy by the name of Dominic Feitch. Feitch? Feitch. Possible. He's French. Um, He's related to Blake of the Institute of Psychiatry in London said that 60% of patients suffering from common forms of vision loss had reported hallucinations involving faces. He says, you would think we would be of, of a familiar face, perhaps a relative or someone famous, but they are not. They are often described as being grotesque. What? Uh, about 40% of people with eye disease hallucinate figures in costumes. These could be Edwardian costumes, knights in shining armor, military uniforms, Napoleonic uniforms, and First World War uniforms. This is, uh, isn't that strange? Like, and, and that's most people that see things Weird. when they have bad eyes or blind even see these things. Huh. Weird. Um, but they're usually, speaking of phantoms and ghosts, they're very ghost-like. They're white or gray or yeah. green or something like that. They don't they don't actually look like you and I with the colors and strange. But it says even in patients who have had both eyes removed, which means that it's not a damaged eye that is sending confusing signals. Instead, the brain is firing and creating these sorts of illusions. So the brain's just showing you what random things it thinks it should. It's yeah. making it's 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 making uh, it up. It's making it up. Yeah. How crazy is that? So had, have you guys crazy. ever had that where you've just clo- you've closed your eyes? Like for me, it's la- like laying on the beach or something when the sun's shining and it's behind my eyelids. My my eyes are closed and I'm like laying on the beach outside in the sun or anywhere out in the sun with my eyes closed. I see a whole bunch of flashes of visions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I mean, I've, I've had that. I've closed yeah. my eyes and seen faces. Yeah. Tons of You're stuff. Like, what the hell? Like That's weird. weird. People have never seen. It's not like it's people I know. It's just a whole bunch of like bodies and faces and flashing like changing constantly yeah. it's weird well it's it's weird anyway to think that we have we talked about color receptors and all that shit early on in this in this show like i don't know first episode yeah. something, like mm-hmm. something like that when we were talking about why the sky is blue and stuff like that and it's basically your brain is interpreting mm-hmm. what your eyes are seeing right yeah. so and our eyes aren't very good compared to most creatures it's cool, compared to a lot of creatures yeah. Yeah. Our, our eyes are pretty crappy pretty yeah so our like perception of what number we're seeing of is color great. receptors is higher in a lot of different animals. So what we see as green, that tree's green, that's just what our brain is interpreting. No, I can't say that word. What our <laughs> eyes are seeing. So that tree may not actually be green, right? 
but that's what the color receptors in our eyes see it as and then sends a signal to the brain that says that's green and the brain says okay that's green yeah Yeah. so interesting really when you think about it is stuff like that because that's when none of this could like none of this could be what we think it is right then it's probably not like like this guy if we had if we had more (laughs) color receptors and could um perceive ultraviolet the sky would be purple to us right. instead of blue. How it just cool would, be. would that be. So, well, I mean, it actually. So, what color is the fucking sky? You know, what color yeah. is it? No just because we see it as blue doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that blue. it is. Yeah. Um, that's just our limited ability sees the sky as blue. Anyway, that's getting off. And our limited that's ability trippy. sees the stars as separate. When they actually have, we can't see it or detect it, only really strong, specific microscopes can see it, but they're actually all connected. Are they? Yeah, they all have this. Uh, like a bright beam between them because they're all in a cosmic soup. Wow. Just like we are, right? Just like between me and you and me and you, there's actually... A connection? Not a, yeah, there's yeah. not actually... There's there is there's matter in between us. It's not just blank air. There's right, yeah. No, you're right. It's everything is swimming in a cosmic soup. It's weird. But we can't detect that. Yeah. So it's just interesting that our brains, even sounds that it hears, says, oh, that sounds like that. Right. When it's just vibrations... Yeah. And and wavelengths, you know, just like light. Same thing. Lights lights a wavelength. Colors are a wavelength of light. It's just interesting. They're all phantoms. That's so all in- phantoms. It's all phantoms. It Man. literally is all phantoms. Um but this is why uh, this guy uh Fichi or Fiche thinks that understanding why and how could it, why and how the brain sees these phantoms when we're blind could also explain how sighted people see ghosts as well. Okay. It might be some of the same Aha. similar things, okay. right? So maybe you are seeing something, but your brain's not quite sure what that is because it shouldn't be real oh, yeah. sort of thing. I so think we've all been in a room at night with the lights off and you can't go to sleep and you look in the corner and you see definitely something. a figure and you're like, <gasps> yeah. it freaks you out, your heart starts beating and, and you flip on the light and it's like a you know a mirror with a, a coat draped over it and some ping pong Yeah, paddle. or you flip <laughs> yeah. on the light and fucking nothing's there. Right? Yeah, you know? no, nothing's there. Or there's yeah. something making a making shape that kind of looks like it and your brain thinks it's that yeah yeah which is what i wanted to ask you guys after this and basically that's it that's all i have but it's that blind people can see ghosts and it's uh, scientifically proven why they can see ghosts mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, so interesting interesting ghosts as in we'll just call them phantoms but have either of you ever had an experience where you've seen something along those lines or you've seen uh, apparition or phantom something i have not personally i've looked for them but i I have not seen any i have a a close friend who swears that she saw a ghost dog (laughs) you ever seen that movie (laughs) she freaked out is that is that a movie it's a real movie yeah no it's uh what's his name uh forrest whitaker oh Oh, yeah yeah okay she even talking to talking about it today and like when you saw that ghost dog, she woke up in the middle. We were sleeping in the same bed. She woke up in the same in the middle of the night, just straight up, and she was like, <gasps> like freaking out. And she's like, "Dog just ran across the the be- the end of the bed." I was like, "There's there's no possible way." Was she dreaming? There's and no then possible way. Pr- probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, or she maybe was awake and just swears that she saw a ghost dog. But she g- comes, she gets to tears and freaks out and does not like to talk about it. It's very scary to her psyche. Yeah, that she saw this ghost dog. Yeah. It just ran across the end of the bed, so it wasn't, like, scary, well, but, you know, it's, it's, not it's not there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a similar experience, not with a dog, but with a very, very scary face in, like, half body. Whoa. Uh, floating above me. Like a disembodied so creature? This was probably the single most fearful time in my life. Like, I woke up, woke up, you know, I think I woke up, but I was so fucking scared and I'll never forget it ever, ever, ever. But I've never been so like just gutturally afraid for no reason in my entire life. Like I was fucking terrified and uh, it's a crazy feeling to be that terrified. And I've done a lot of shit in my life. I've seen some disturbing, crazy stuff and been afraid. But this was by far the the one time in my life that I've been the most what afraid. It, look like? it looked like an old woman. Looked like an old woman with flowing long white hair. It's kind of greenish. It was uh, it was like looking at the northern lights. Mm-hmm. It was like looking at aurora borealis. That's a good way to describe but it. But it was in my bedroom. I lived in this house in uh, 
this small town where I grew up and it was a house that was built in like uh, late 1800s and it was a spooky place already but man I was dabbling in some things back then I was probably <laughs> arts it's probably arts. Eight, 18 yeah. <laughs> he means arts yeah dreads a- 18 or some dreads 18 or 19 uh, but working on cars you know dabbling yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I was doing some things but yeah. um but yeah this one night I just woke up in the middle of the night and above me in this old creepy fucking house was this woman screaming guttural angry and there just she looked like she was gonna fucking she lived in that house dude dude it it was fuck out thinking about it gives me chills even to this Mm -hmm. day and this was so long ago and i've never seen anything like it before or since but it probably was in your own head it it might it might be and it might have been it really might have been a dream but because i saw it happening and i was fucking so lucid paralyzed Yeah. yeah i couldn't fucking move and i was so fucking scared and uh and I don't scare that easy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was afraid to like the fullest extent. I can't even explain to you guys how, mm. how, how it made me feel. But I remember, I remember seeing it and like not really understanding what it was, but it was so fucking freaky and scary. And she was so loud and it like vibrated my body. Weird. And, then, and then like I woke up, I'm putting air quotes because I thought I was already awake and maybe I was dreaming it. I don't know. Maybe it was a hallucination from something else. I don't know. <laughs> but I do know that that feeling was real. And hmm. and she was floating and flowing. But yeah. she was angry and loud in in a scream that uh I mean it would shatter fucking windows. It was, it was amazing. Hmm. But that is that is literally the only time I had seen something like that. And really started making me believe that there's some energies left over that can still manifest themselves every once in a while if they want to. Or Uh, pretty much is all energy because nothing's ever destroyed. Nothing is no energy is actually ever destroyed in the universe. It's just displaced. It's only yeah, placed somewhere else. So Right. Yeah. So it's gotta be that there's still energies. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I think I feel it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think I probably feel that stuff more than not to get too weird in this awesome. Um, too late. It's hard to take me <laughs> seriously <laughs> in, in this awesome costume. Hold on. Should we take a break? We should. And we should. a word from our lovely sponsors. Ooh, yes. sponsors. Yeah, okay. Okay. Go to AMH Custom Craft on Etsy.com for one-of-a-kind handmade items from leather, wallets, and beautiful knives to copper bracelets, earrings, and bow ties. Everything at AMH Custom Craft is made with repurposed quality materials. Want a custom piece? Send Aaron H. a message and make it happen. AMH Custom Craft on Etsy.com. You know, guys, I was eating at a local brewery recently, and I thought to myself... You know what this food could use? It could really use some Funkies. Funkies. Funkies Hot Sauce Factory uses locally grown and organic ingredients to master the art of spice and flavor. A delicious addition to any meal, non-GMO, vegan, and gluten-free. Pick up a bottle or two of Funkies Hot Sauce and taste what you've been missing. Every batch is made with love and always funky fresh. Go to their website, Funkyshotsaucefactory.com to order now or check them out on Instagram at Funky's Hot Sauce Factory. And we're I, back. I thought we were all going to laugh louder. Joe's <laughs> going. <laughs> I missed it. I thought we were going to have a crescendo of laughs. Crescendo of laughs. <laughs> That's that's how we should. Uh, that's how we should sell this show. It's crescendo. it's a crescendo of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> the flask at hand to podcast a crescendo of laughs. <laughs> Drink whiskey and crescendo things. <laughs> Join us every Wednesday night as we crescend <laughs> in Jake's garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's enough crescending in this fucking garage. <laughs> and then we crescended from heaven <laughs> and started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of phantoms? I sure have. Please. Oh, elaborate. Okay. <coughs> okay, so I'm going to be talking about phantom limbs. Oh, I was g- it's p- speaking of phantom limbs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um Oh, tree limbs. I'm having a phantom the phantom beard effect. No way. Uh, seriously, it's I so funny that. because yeah. yeah, I'm like at work and I'm like 
yeah. go to stroke my stroke. beard, and yeah. there's fucking nothing there, yeah. dude. I'm like, I should have put that in here. I'm Damn like it. down here, yeah. and yeah. and so uh, and we were already had planned on to do Come the on, Phantom down show, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. I like have a Phantom beard. I have a Phantom beard. Like I feel like it's still weird. there, yeah. and it's not there. Yeah, yeah it's weird. It's weird. That's and today driving up before I forget driving past my old house, um, just up the driveway here to Jake's. I looked at my house and I felt like I was going home. That's Wait, like a phantom home. Yeah, I don't I live there anymore, but I know it so well, but it's not my house yeah. or my home. It's got to be weird, actually. It's weird. It's got to be super weird. weird. Yeah. That was a in, long time that I lived there. I, that house was a part of my psyche, part of yeah. myself. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Phantom limbs, Aaron. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, is it my turn? Could it is you your ever turn. Have a limb okay. removed? I'm part of the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. As a guest. Those were just side strokes there. Side strokes. Side strokes. Side strokes for different folk. <laughs> so, Phantom Limb. A man by the name of Admiral Lord Horatio Nelson. You ever heard of him? Sounds kind of familiar. It does sound familiar. Admiral right? Nelson? It was an when Admiral Nelson. I read it, Nelson. I was like, haven't we talked about Admiral this Admiral Nelson. We have a tugboat captain named Pete Nelson. And everyone calls him the Admiral. Admiral. That's oh, why it sounds weird. familiar. Weird. <laughs> this is not Horatio. <laughs> no. This guy is long gone. Okay. You know. Okay. So Admiral Lord Horatio Nelson, he was an English flag officer for the Royal Navy. So he is known for many victories. Um, victories? Victories. Victories. Right. <laughs> so directional victories. It's a directional victory. <laughs> <laughs> but one victory or victory in particular. The Battle of Trafalgar. The Battle of Trafalgar became one of Britain's greatest naval victories. Mm-hmm. The victory helped establish Britain's dominance on the seas for nearly 100 years. Whoa. Yeah. Just one Long battle? T- just that one battle. Jeez. Yeah. So Admiral Nelson may have been considered one of the best and most successful British admirals of the time, but being the best comes with a price. In my case, sexually transmitted disease. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the price you pay. Being Bring the best. The best, <laughs> <laughs> the best admiral. <laughs> to be the best, you must VD the best. VD <laughs> <V-D> the best? <laughs> Venereal disease. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, we're there with you. To yeah. be the best, you must VD the best. Never been there, but I'm there with you. <laughs> You are now. Uh, now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> That's worse than being baby anchored. <laughs> the yeah. leg lock? V- yeah. <laughs> I got VD locked. Oh, yeah. God. You thought you were growing another dick. Nope. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> 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 so, over time, Nelson experienced a handful of diseases. He suffered spinal injuries, lost his right eye. Dang. Wonder mm. if he saw uh, phantoms. Cool. Probably. Many scalp lacerations, head injuries, and the worst one of all, in my opinion, he suffered from constant seasickness. Oh. Yeah. Have you ever been seasick? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's horrible. He's got motion sickness. Yeah. yeah. So he eventually had his right arm amputated. And get this, he did it without anesthetic. As you would. Uh, as you would. In those times. In being those times. an admiral. Right. Well, how did he? Ha- was this? This is all from battles because he had so many battles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he why? So why is he just falling apart piece by piece? Yeah. Guys, oh. like scalp injuries. He's like cuts his oh. finger. He's like, just take the arm. <laughs> <laughs> just take it. You lost a fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get no. this wedding ring off. Just <laughs> yeah. take the whole arm off. <laughs> <laughs> so the surgeon that performed the procedure wrote down in his diary, "Quote: Nelson bore the pain without complaint." But afterwards was given opium. Afterwards. What the hell? Uh, Nelson apparently asked the doctor to heat up the knife first before amputating the arm because he stated that a heated knife is less painful than a cold knife. Sure. That makes sense. It burns through the flesh. Kills the nerves probably faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So pretty forward thinking on, on his part because many believe that that may have prevented infection, even though he probably had no idea. Right. That it did, but... He also had no idea why after the surgery he was continuing to experience pain from an arm that was not there. Nelson's way of explaining this phenomenon was that this phantom pain was proof that the body has a soul. So just like your soul moves on after you die, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the arm 
of his soul continued on after the arm was removed. That's how he explained it. Yep, that's very interesting. Yeah. So the pain did eventually go away, though, after a ligament that was protruding through the wound eventually fell off. Floppy ligament? He just had a floppy yeah. ligament. Well, I mean, surgical procedures back then aren't. It's just flapping in the wind. Maybe he was now. growing a new arm. Maybe. It's just like a little mini arm. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me use my good arm. <laughs> Grab my strong arm. <laughs> Such a pretty girl. Let me touch your face. My germs. <laughs> oh, good movie. So, doctors today believe that there may have been. A branch of the median, am I saying this right? Median nerve sticking through that ligament, which caused the pain. Mm, interesting. So, this strange phenomenon of people feeling pain after having a body part removed is called phantom limb. U.S. neurologist Siler Weir Mitchell. Why can't these guys just have names that we can say? I don't say? get it, yeah. Right. Well, he's very old. This Never even heard that This Feechee guy or whatever? This is normal. It starts with two Fs. Like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? <laughs> two two Fs, a Y, and a Z. F-F-Feechee. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he had a stutter. F-F-Feechee. Yeah. Come on. We're trying to... <laughs> Pubulus Lentil. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to learn Pubulus Silas and F-F-Feechee. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So, Siler Weir Mitchell used the term phantom more than 150 years ago to describe the experience of feeling or sensing a missing limb while he was helping amputees during the U.S. Civil War. Hmm. Now, phantom pains are not just happening to people when who have a limb removed, uh, but also people who injure the spinal cord. Some people experience the pain after a tooth extraction or even the removal of a breast or a body organ or a beard. Yeah. No. Painful. As Jake has experienced. <laughs> so 60 to 80 percent of amputees experience phantom pains and studies have shown that there is no correlation between it happening and a person's age or gender and the pain may last a lifetime for some people that's crazy that is so weird yeah that would suck mm-hmm. i was reading that people that have limbs amputated can actually feel like they have they can still feel their hands and fingers mm-hmm. and knees and like yeah they they feel like mm-hmm. it's still there yeah but oh, it's yeah. not yeah no my grandpa but had that is it? when he he lost he was it from the knee down they amputated because he was he was Mankey's knows this Zach grandpa. shout out Michelle Mankey yeah so he was a drinker smoker and yeah had to I think, this year yeah, I think grandpa he gangrene lost just chopped it off and. Yeah, it was, he just it chopped was just, it off himself. Yeah, <laughs> he was like with a cold knife. Yeah. <laughs> cold knife with his machete. He'd prefer machete. the pain of the cold knife over. Yeah, <laughs> it was just weird seeing him like go down like itch or feel it. Right, like, exactly. And I was it, young kid. I was like, what the fuck? They is can he they doing? can feel an itch that's not yeah. there. Yeah, how wild is that? Thing. Well, so we're all code, see. so mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what's weird to me. Of course, yeah. of course, we'd still feel that because yeah. it is always a part of our energy field. Yeah. So a study of more than uh, more than a thousand soldiers showed that seventy percent of them continued to experience phantom pains as long wow. as twenty five years. Wow. After the amputation, and not just phantom pain where where the amputation was cut, mm. but they like their leg hurts. Yes. That's not there. That's not there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Weird. So what causes this to happen? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm getting all medical here, so I can. <laughs> I like it. So it's very hot. <laughs> I figured this would turn you off. You might want to leave for this part. Tough medical to me. <laughs> <laughs> so sensory neurons are responsible for a lot. How things feel and touch, the placement of our body in the 3D space. Neural pathways carry these signals all the way up through our body into the brain where it is processed by the somatosensory cortex. So this is responsible for receiving, processing sensory information from all over the body. Our entire body is mapped out in this cortex. It creates a mental model of what your body feels like, essentially. One of the theories for phantom pain is faulty wiring in the brain. After an amputation, the brain continues to receive signals from the nerves that were at one time connected Weird. Because to a body part. Just like neurons in the brain have pathways that mm-hmm. are continual, how like I know you and I know you, that's a continual pathway that I know you guys, the memories I have with you, those are roads walked frequently in my brain. Same thing. If you 
operate a limb, like a hand, especially, I would think like an arm or a hand, you're pretty close, like with your hands. You do a right. lot with your arms and hands. Legs too, but not quite as much, I'd say. Well, I mean, you walk all the time. You do, but you're, you're, that's kind of, you're not think, you don't think about it as much as no. you think but about it. But you do a I lot with your hands. This. You're like picking you up an apple with your foot and no. taking a bite. You yeah. Know? Western just some weird Seems, shit. And just, it's yeah. so different with your hands. I can only imagine like those pathways in the brain have got to be so strong. How would they ever just turn off thinking you ha- right. don't have an arm? Like yeah. someone reaching for a glass after they've had an arm amputated and right. realizing they don't have a hand to, yeah. to reach the glass with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, trip. but your brain's still saying, grab yeah. that glass with that. It's got to be your so right weird. Arm. Doing it for yeah. so long. You know. So now it has to, in a sense, rewire itself to help understand what has happened, which can lead to the pain. Uh, in 2016... A research study showed that patients with chronic pain associated with amputation or nerve injury had, quote, crossed wires in the brain area associated with sensation and movement. The researchers trained 10 people to use a brain-machine interface to control a robotic arm with their brain. So what the researchers discovered was that the pain would increase when the patient tried to control the robotic arm by associating with the movement of a missing limb. But training the patient to associate the movement of the robotic arm with a limb that was still intact decreased the pain. Weird. Yeah. Huh. So other studies have shown that so the it's brain... it's kind of like biofeedback. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The brain can actually remap a body sensory circuitry for a body part that is missing to a body part that still exists. Whoa. Yeah. Smarts. So for example, say you're missing an arm or a hand, your body can remap that to your ear. If that ear gets touched it is almost as if <laughs> that person's missing hand is being touched weird. yeah yeah very weird so and since so if you had your it, penis no. that's <laughs> funny i was waiting for someone to make a penis joke <laughs> that's Nobody? exactly what i was thinking <laughs> i wrote all that figure like at least jake all would say but something about his penis <laughs> so the thing about my missing arm is it's located, it's located on, on my on penis. My penis. <laughs> <laughs> and that arm hurts pretty bad. Here, let me grab that for you. <laughs> you need an arm? Just knocking shit off the counter <laughs> with your dick. <laughs> it's like a baby arm holding an apple. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, don't, that'd be a funny softball game. <laughs> you're, like, yeah. you're like, oh, he's taking his pants off again. He's going to try to catch it with his dick. <laughs> He's knocked that one out of the park. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So (laughs) uh, since those wires in the brain are crossed, we would experience that pain. Another possible theory is that it could be damaged nerve endings at the location of the amputation because severed nerve endings can actually grow thicker and more sensitive. Mm -hmm. So even mild sensation can become more painful. Normally, the dorsal horn of the spinal cord. Mm, the old dorsal horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where all the penis. sensations <laughs> are. It's that'd sensational be my, and outrageous. My, my porn name would be dorsal, <laughs> dorsal horn. Dorsal horn Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Protruding dorsal horn. Dorsal horn productions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we've had the right amount to drink. Yes, that's the next sticker. (laughs) (laughs) So normally the dorsal horn of the spinal cord or posterior gray column, which is one of the three columns of the spinal cord, uh, would restrict these signals. Uh, It is the part of the spinal cord that receives several types of sensory information from the body, including fine touch, proprioception, or awareness of the position and movement of the body and vibration. Uh, But it is not... It is not that after an amputation that the dorsal horn inhibitory control can go away. Technical. Meaning that signals just get stronger as they make their way to the brain. There seems to be several different contributing factors that can cause phantom limb. And each one can be contributing individually, but they could be working together. Symbiotically. Symbiotically. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Symbolism. Symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's the symbology here? What's, what's what do you got? What do you got? Symbology here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's phantom limb. Wow. Okay. So now to my part, Let's phantom talk. buttholes. <laughs> Definitely had that. 
Oh, I'm not going to talk about phantom buttholes, although I believe they exist. And same with sure phantom do. boners. Do you guys ever have phantom boners? Yeah, You're like, right oh, now. man. I, <laughs> I, I was actually watching a documentary on that. On night. phantom boners? No. Oh. Well, <laughs> the doctor was like, well, even because some guys will have their penises amputated. Was this, was this porn? Are you, are you calling this a documentary? Yes. <laughs> It was <laughs> amputees. Penis amputees. It was a very weird one. But they'll get phantom erections. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. That's a great name for a band, too. Phantom erection. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I just wanted to start out with a little uh, Halloween rhyme for you. Okay. Little Boy Blue. You guys remember Little Boy Blue, oh, yeah. Ron? Is that a Halloween rhyme? I don't know. No, but little Boy Blue. Come blow your horn. The zombies are coming. The town must be warned. Where is the boy meant to sound the alarm? Well, it's harder to play when you're missing an arm. Mm. <laughs> the zombies already Deep. got him. I think that's what that means. I'm going to try not to talk too much about the band called Deftones. Just kidding. I'm going to talk a lot about them. I love them. <laughs> I love Deftones. So yeah. we, we love Deftones. They've got a really good song called Phantom Bride. Uh, it's so good, in fact, that... She's very tone deaf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Phantom Bride is? Yes. She's tone... Oh, she's does she have Phantom uh, Auditory? Maybe? Oh, maybe. The Phantom Bride or Phantom Vision? It'd be funny if yeah. Phantom Bride was like it was a track on the CD, but when you played it, there was nothing, nothing there. Nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that would be good. Or, oh, or if everybody heard something different. Ooh, if they could come up with some weird. type of sound and everybody, they're like, no, that's not what it sounds like. Or, yeah, like some whispers or something. And yeah. everybody heard it as some phrase that is different. That'd be neat. Um, anyway, it's such a good song on that album that uh, Belching Beaver, the beer, the brewery, mm-hmm. came up with a beer, an IPA called the Phantom Bride IPA. Oh, yeah, and I just saw like, that the other day. It's rated really highly. It's really good beer. So Deftones, very bold, experimental, spellbinding band. That's my that's my word of the night, spellbinding. Some of the best artistry in music that's they've been together for over twenty five years now. Did you guys know that Madonna founded the Deftones? She put them what? on her label twenty five really? years ago on the Material Girl label was where Adrenaline, their first album, was released on Whoa, Material Girl. No I way. thought that was weird. And then White Pony turned twenty last year. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. So Phantom Bride is off of the 2016 Gore album, and Chino Moreno, the lead singer, states that he felt like there was a hole in the song. They had written the song. They, I think they'd even played it live. Yeah, they did play it live, and they everybody liked it, and they thought it sounded really cool, but just wasn't really a full song yet. And so he sent it to their good friend, Jerry Cantrell mm. of Alice in Chains, and said, hey, we don't play solos. That's not what Deftones does. We just kind of like play guitar throughout the whole song. That's all different and dreamy and uh, mysterious. But you're really like a solo artist. But I don't think what Jerry really does is like a solo guitar thing. I feel like he sings with his guitar. Am I right? Yeah. All of a sudden he breaks in and you just feel like he's just singing through his guitar. It's so sweet. So they extended the invitation to him. They sent him the, the track that they had played live. And he's like, yeah, no problem. I know exactly what I want to play here. And he threw down the coolest, most eerie, like sad, but also eye-opening. I don't even know Wouldn't how to describe cool it. It'd be cool to be that good. Just like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm going to throw down here. Oh, yeah. It only took him, like, it. Took, took him two days, and he yeah. sent a demo back. Jeez. And then they threw that right onto their final version in the studio, and it was on the album. It's one of the best songs on the album, too. And Chino said, it's like you're hearing a Deftone song, but all of a sudden, a bit of Alice in Chains seeps in. And he said that as a fan, he was sitting back and a little tear came out of his eye when he heard it. Just listening to Jerry on a track of theirs. Because as we know, they've also thrown other artists kind of secretly, phantomly into their albums. Like Maynard on Passenger. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott Wayland on um, RX Queen. Sings on R- RX Queen. You're kind of listening to it and you're like, God, why does he sound so much like Maynard all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck? This has got to be Maynard. It and is. then, God, why does that sound like STP a little bit? And yeah sure enough it's stp so it's cool but it did get um it got leaked to the uh to the media unfortunately so everybody knew that jerry played on that song before it came out but still still cool and i just love songs that have lyrics that depending on your state of mind just like that song or your current situation or whatever you're going through the meaning changes the way you hear the lyrics and so a song can be like a phantom too 
And I know we've all talked about that before, how it's like, oh, I always thought that song was about this, or I equated it to this part of my life. And then a lot changes in your life. You listen to it again, and you're like, that's not what that was about at all. It was yeah. actually about me, not that other person that I thought it was pertaining to in my life. It was actually about me or whatever. That song is like that to me. It's very moody and emotional. It's got a lot of twists and turns and that Cantrell guitar part is just heart wrenching at the end. It's such a, such a total masterpiece. Um, yeah. So you, you feel like you can physically feel something in a song like that. So that's, like a phantom because it truly is there but it's not at the same time and it can be like an apparition anyway it's the meaning of the word to me the other part i was going to talk about is the phantom leaf effect and this is pretty popular most people have i hadn't actually but a lot of people have heard of curlian photography which is not using a camera and a lens it's using a like a photo box it almost looks like two plexiglass pieces with a piece of film on the inside and what you do is put anything in there that's uh that's uh, of conducting material so you can put a human finger you could put a branch you can put um just anything that conducts pretty much but what they used a lot was uh, leaves because they're still kind of living when you pick them off of a tree they sort of have their own environment about them and they don't die right away so they use those a lot and for example one of the the tests that they did for well first i'll go into what this photography is so basically what you do is you like flash a light or what it, you you um you hit it with a dose of coronal discharge electricity so you have all these different types of electrical charges and a coronal one's one of them apparently so when you hit it with a coronal discharge it will flash an aura a colorful fuzzy looking electrical aura about it so like david bowie got really into this because he was super into the paranormal and he took a um a crucifix that he had this like necklace that he wore he took a crucifix and his fingertip and he put that on there and flashed it and you could see that it had kind of a white aura touching the crucifix so this can catch auras yeah though at least they believe it can so not what what we want to call an aura, I guess, but really it's energy field when it comes down to it, biological field or quantum field. So I, at least that's what I think. I think they haven't been able to prove any of this yet, but it is kind of weird how he would do that. Then he took cocaine. He'd do a bunch of cocaine, do the same thing. It was crazy flash of aura. And oh, it some, the it, it, yeah, okay. it can change it. And some scientists said, well, it depends on like the um the water content or you know what i mean like there could be little changes in what did they say they said a lot of things can affect the outcome of it so uh it's a high voltage electrical field camera so if you change anything about yourself like if he went and washed his hands and took the cocaine or whatever and then put his hand on there with it might change it Okay. Just because the moisture content in, in his hand. Hmm. But anyway, the cool thing about it is that you can take leaves. And the study that they did, they took 137 leaves and they cut off between 30 and 60% of the plant leaves. They were amputated, just like these phantom limbs. The remaining leaf sections were photographed with that corona discharge on the electrical field. And uh, you can see the whole leaf? So out of. Out of 137 leaves, 96 of those specimens successfully yielded the phantom leaf effect where you could see the whole leaf. And you couldn't just see just the outline of the leaf. You could see the veins in it. You could see the skin on it. It had an aura for It wasn't the like a mirror effect leaf. or anything? It was wasn't a mirror effect. There's some, some naysayers that say that it's like a double exposure. Right. But they can prove it's not because originally they said, oh, it's double exposure because they were cutting the leaves on the Curlian box set or whatever, the setup, the Curlian setup. If you cut the leaf while it's on it, yes, that's going to leave a print underneath of biological material. So they started getting away from that, not having that bias by taking the leaf out, cutting it, then putting it on a fresh film. And they still saw it. So, hmm. but you can't prove it every time. So that's why a lot of naysayers sure. will say, hey... Yeah, but 97 out of 137 is a lot of them, so, yeah. or 96 or whatever. So 41 didn't yield it, but 96 did. And this is out of 14 different species of leaves, and they did say that some species show it more than others. 
And some people, their auras show more than others or anything else that they put on there. So it just depends on what has a strong biological field about it. So they did say that there were a few cases where phantom limbs showed up in Curlian photography even. Whoa. Yes. They said that even years after they were removed, you can see the full limb in the photography. Oh, that's Crazy. wild. So I want to see some of these pictures. So it proves yeah. it. I mean, in a way, they haven't proved it, proved it, because they can't recreate it every single time. But they said that because they can prove that and they can prove the leaf thing, this might show and correlate to out-of-body experiences, how we die, and yes, our aura or our energy field or whatever, we have an out-of-body, ex- most of the people that have near-death experiences say that they hover above their body, they can see themselves outside of their body, yet they're still somewhat connected to it. So that that's kind of like proves that, that you're connected to this matter and all of the body and everything, but there's a, another portion to it. And you can prove that with this Curlian photography. So they think that, that that might be related to out-of-body experiences. That's wild. Pretty wild, yeah. yeah. That's really wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was named after Simeon Curlian, who... In 1939, he accidentally discovered... He was a monkey. Yeah. yeah he was a monkey. He yeah. <laughs> was a simian. Simian. He was a simian. Simian Curlian. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is 1939. What are they doing? Like, What are they doing back in 1939? Don't they have horse and buggies and stuff? When Great is, Depression. When is the car? Horse and buggies. Do they have horse and buggies? Yeah. <laughs> and hats with feathers and such? So yeah. I don't know how they're doing this stuff, but he accidentally discovered that an object on a photographic plate, when connected to a high-voltage source... It can be an image can be produced on the photograph. It's always an accident. Yeah, always, always. Some treatment practitioners are trying to give like energy treatments and stuff through this photography. They think I don't know if I subscribe to that, but they think that if you can take the picture and see the aura, then you can do all these you know new age treatments or whatever with energy and sounds and all that. Then you can actually show them increase their aura stuff like that. So people are energy practitioners are using it for stuff like that. Yeah, so phantom bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. Uh, there's a there's another little scary story here. Guy walks with a young boy into the woods. The boy turns to him and says, "Hey, Mister, it's getting really dark and I'm scared." The man replies, "How do you think I feel? I have to walk back alone." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> uh, dark That's humors creepy. like food. Not everyone gets it. <laughs> oh, True. Uh. <laughs> is, that, is that a third world country joke? <laughs> That's all I got tonight. Well, now it's time for Zen for those who take life too seriously. Support bacteria. They're the only culture some people have. <laughs> Social media. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's the. It's, so. uh, it's not Facebook. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, it's called Meta. You can uh, find the Flask at Hand podcast on Facebook, uh, the Flask at Hand podcast group and page. Uh, join both. The group's a lot of fun. I usually post oh funny memes and. You know, what we're going to do next, usually, I was posting what whiskeys we we're going to do next, but we've been kind of just doing randomly it. grabbing whiskeys on the way yeah. to record, so that hasn't been happening. Uh, but yeah, join the group. There's a lot of awesome people you on there. You can see them on our website. Yep, you can go to our website, yeah. uh, theflaskathandpodcast.com, and it's uh, all rebuilt and looking good, so go there. You can uh, real nice. find our, our <laughs> sponsors on there, too, uh, Funky's Hot Sauce and AMH, AMH Custom Crafts. There are um, AA sponsors, also. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but there. <laughs> Cheers to that. Uh, <laughs> there are links to uh, their sites. Um, you can also uh, listen to the show on our website. Uh, we have all of our one to one hundred whiskey scores on there, along with uh, photos and such. What else is on there? Uh, there are also links. You can listen to us on Amazon Music now. Oh, uh, yeah. You can listen to us on Spotify. Spotify. And Apple iTunes. Yep, Apple iTunes. Stitcher. Uh, chick- all the all Chicker? the other. All, all the Chicker. other. <laughs> we are on every uh, whatever you listen Streaming. to your podcasts on. We were that we are there. 
So, um, yeah, check us out any way you can do that. Um, uh, Instagram at the flask at hand podcast, all really simple. It's all the flask at hand podcast. So just, (laughs) just type it into Google and and go do some stuff. Uh, but definitely, um, like I said, at the beginning of the show, go to iTunes and find us on there and uh, yeah. give us a review. Give us a, a yeah. good uh, five-star rating. And, dive in butt first. And the uh, more so cool. of that that We'd happens. We'd love to see your butt as it dives in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. First. Uh, the more of you that uh, go there and do that, it only takes a couple of seconds. It really helps get us out there uh, to more people. And if you like the show and you want to share it with other people, that's a good way to uh, do that. And also just tell your friends. Anything else? Uh, quick thanks to the Sofa King podcast for yes. giving us a shout out. Thank you. On their latest episode. Go oh, listen yeah. to those guys. Thanks, guys. It's a good episode, too. Great episode. Uh, yeah. those, those guys are awesome. Fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Love G- them. Great show. Definitely recommend it. A lot of great topics about, you know, they do everything from serial killers yeah, to everything. historical stuff. And uh, they're whiskey guys too, so yeah. uh, really funny, really great show. What else? Sweet to do a podcast. Uh, we have. I actually have that a couple friends that have a new podcast called Strange Happenings. Probably yeah. throw that yep. one out there. Um, they're a paranormal. Uh, paranormal. They are a uh, well, kind of a paranormal podcast, but they talk about all things strange, and it's it's really good. Cool. Uh, they're cool folks. Give them a listen. It is almost as if it is the end of the show. It is the end of the show. (laughs) So thanks for listening, as always. Uh, We are sorry. Ancient alien theorists say we love you. We love you. Yeah. Dive in butt first. Good night. Mystery science whiskey. Good night. I've, I've tried to get it across every time I've spoken, but I don't think it's really come out. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do but stand here and scream at you. All talk, no action. <laughs>